When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to Heroes of the Horn, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am Sir Matt. And I am Sir Ezra, the voiceless or the fading wow. voice, however you want to call it. Uh, it's it's going quickly. I could use, as you said earlier, some of that naive healing. <laughs> as I am here, man, and, and, you know, I can hear it in the voice or the lack thereof. It's almost like your voice, my friend, has been gentled. Oh, just like low gain. Wow. Oh, what a fantastic episode. And let me tell you guys something. So I just watched this. I know we were, we we're in this live stream. I just jumped in. Yes. Uh, and we were doing this live here on YouTube as well. Um, absolutely. Drink some gravy. Why? Because it's Thanksgiving. Okay. And you know what I'm thankful for? I am thankful that we have this Wheel of Time show. Um, mm-hmm. I'm thankful that we have a lot of people in here watching live, hanging out. Yeah. It is all great. I'm thankful I get a talk with my good buddy as about yeah. the wheel of time. So let me tell you as just quick, we'll just quick little recap of what we yep. saw in this week's episode. We start off or with Loghain in Gale Don, as we call it now mm-hmm. per the show, Gale Don. Um, I thought the opening scene was awesome. Just a little. We see the dagger he uses. You see, I love that they showed us more of the corruption of the male half. I liked that some of the lore we got this episode was that being explained. Um, A lot of interesting stuff. Now, I know the majority of this focus was sort of on Loghain and the, you know, the Aes Sedai, that group, Nynaeve and Moraine. But I did like that we jumped around a little bit. Mm -hmm. The Perrin Egwene section with the Tinkers. Perrin yeah. using the hammer. Talk beginning. We're already beginning the hammer and the the hammer and the axe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rand and Matt. We're beginning to see Matt's sickness, and I gotta say, I really like and appreciate the way they're doing it, where he's almost like coughing up 
right this yeah. like darkness right this right. like dark energy whatever you want to call it um loved the episode overall and we'll dive into everybody's comments here and everything here in a sec in a second um where does this stack up for you as for me mm. Mm, i i don't know man i so far i actually genuinely like all four episodes yep. yes this might be my second favorite like none of the episodes i think are bad at no, what yeah. whatsoever um, so I would say, I think this is my second favorite. I think episode three is my favorite still so far. Um, just tons of fun, right. In that episode with, mm, I thought the dark yeah. friend was great. Everything. Um, so I think I like this one probably the second most. Cause it's a little, I like the drama. I'm here for the drama. Just yeah. Like, you yeah. Know, on TNT, right. We are the drama. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and so I liked, I liked the way we did lore and everything. Like we got to see the male side of the power. But let me tell you something pretty interesting is I was watching this. Um, normally I watch the episodes by myself, nobody around, but we were over at Thanksgiving dinner and um, my fiance, uh, Teresa, right? Her, her stepmom has been watching it and she was, she was talking to me about it. And of course she knows literally nothing about the books is only right. watching the show. They all believe that Nynaeve is the dragon. So I think the, I, I really think it's, it is working. I think sometimes we need, again, this is one of the things we talk about, which is once you've read the books and like, I would say that the majority of people in this stream watching, right. And everything, we're like the hardcore book group, right? Mm -hmm. We're all hardcore book group and everything. So sometimes we sort of view things like I'm viewing this right now. And I'm like, I swear, as I literally was thinking to myself, I was like, I swear to God, if they make Nynaeve the dragon, I might go burn down jeff bezos house okay like, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because yeah. i'm like like that is wait that is extreme that is too far but then i sort of you know i was thinking about it and i think that the way they're doing this is really cool especially for people who don't know anything about it because they're wondering they need that so this is you know the thing that the thing that made game of thrones so great was nobody knew how it was going to end and that's what built the excitement right. because the books, I know, I know we can trash the books and you know, we're Game of Thrones guys, but you can look at it and say the books not being out is what built all the suspense because nobody knew what was going to happen. Well, this is a story where we have everything out. And so how do you build that suspense? Mm -hmm. And I think you do it by saying, who is the dragon? So for the people who don't, who haven't seen it right now, they're all like, oh, I think Nynaeve's the dragon. Right. And which that is, is cool. Yes. It's a which cool way is, to do it. Matt, I said this. If you're a book reader and you're a fan of the series and somebody comes up to you, let's say you're a bitter book. You're like you're, you're, a, you're a purist and you're bitter yes. at the show right now. And someone comes up to you on Monday and says, man, who this show? Right. Like it's awesome. That's your opportunity to say, all right, if you like this. Right. The books are awesome. Come, come, come with me. Take them under your wing. And then turn that frown upside down and say, let's, let's talk about this. And I mean, somebody said earlier um, in the comments that they were a, they're, they're a book, a book reader, but they love being surprised. Yes. This show still has surprises for book readers and they're not taking away from the spirit of the series. It's still, the spirit right. is in the characters and it's there. My God, it's there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the way they're doing it is one of the things that we've talked about on our podcast is 
we we've as we as we were as we're still going through the books right we um for those of you especially a lot of guys we have wow a lot of people in here tonight um what as and i ultimately do is we do we're going through the books and you know we're covering the show as well and so it's my first read so i'm at about we just finished book five i'm in book six uh just start just starting book six and you know it feels like it takes quite a bit of time to start getting their sort of powers and and things going and I loved actually the way they did Nynaeve. So Nynaeve gets like super upset, hulks out, as I sometimes say. Mm-hmm. I, I sometimes joke that Nynaeve is the Hulk because when she gets angry, that's yeah. when her power, her power explodes. And I think yeah. what we're going to realize is all of these characters are are five characters, right? Our M and Field five, you want to get um mm-hmm. they yeah. are all crazy powerful. That doesn't mean they're the dragon, because there's only one mm-hmm. dragon. <laughs> but I think I think you'll begin to see, um, you know, that a lot of these that that a lot of the that a lot of these characters are crazy. Power. I mean, we haven't even just think about this. They just showed you how strong Nynaeve is, right? At least Let's just go. booming into her power. Yep. We saw Rand with the door. Yep. And you know they're talking about how it's like a fraction of the power. So first of all, if that's sort of a little bit of Nynaeve's power coming out, just wait until you see Egwene's <laughs> power come out, okay? Right. And then just wait until you see Rand's power come out. It's like... Yeah, yeah. And dude, Matt, that's the thing. I think it's it, there's opportunity there to kind of... Um, so Moraine is confused. Uh, the Dark One, they, they, they have this conversation like, Land comes in, is he the dragon? He's not the right age. They're talking about Loghain. Doesn't seem right. Not, what happens if the Red Aja gentles the dragon before we can get to him? Then, man... So they're confused. We're confused. And I just think this is great. Like you have this uh, sort of back and forth where we don't know. They don't know. So every time someone shows off their powers, now more rain in the group is going to be like, okay, it's this person. You know, Loghain now thinks what he thinks. Loghain's looking, saying like, oh my God, this is, this is, you know, this is it. This is who I should follow. Also, Matt, real quick, one more thing on the confusion aspect and the idea of the dragon. We were talking about it in here earlier during the live stream. There is this idea with, remember how I ask you, have there been female dragons in the past who proclaim themselves? Probably. Well, what, right? And what they did today, the voices that Loghain was hearing, male and female voices that he said were other versions of the dragon that were helping move him. Now, we know it's the corruption. We get all of that. But in his mind, he believed that at one point there could have been a female dragon because he heard a female yes. dragon's voice. You know what I mean? So in the history and the lore, it's there. I'm okay with it. I get people might be a little upset about it, but it is what it is. I think it's, I think it's, it's fine. The simple fact that we have to, we like the simple fact that we actually get to talk right now about the idea that they're, that they're actually causing general confusion about who is the dragon is something that means to me that the show that to me yes that is definitely somewhat of a departure of the books but that is something for a television adaptation that will have longer lasting success yeah and that's what this ultimately is it's a tv adaptation i know a lot of book purists have been really sort of upset upset by it and i get that i mean there are people that are there are people that don't like the lord of the rings trilogy because they say like it was too it was too big of a departure from the books um, you know, as a comic book fan myself, nothing departs things more than comic books. I mean, sure. my God, it's like, go look at all of the different, we've had three Spider-Man, right? We've had three different tellings of Spider-Man's origin story and they're done differently. And 
you know, Superman, Batman, they've all been done. My God. I mean, yeah. I could make an argument that the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe shouldn't even count because the X-Men aren't part of it. So they were literally limited by having not being able to use Spider-Man for a good majority of it. They haven't used the X-Men at all, uh, unless you sort of count, you know, Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, whatever. But they still made a billion dollar franchise. Right. And... Uh, no, one of the greatest movies of all time. So, yeah, yeah. There, it's going to be different than the it's going to be different than than the books. But so far, as I'm I'm loving it, man. I'm I know loving all of it. I'm, I know I, this this episode. This episode was great, and I think it's also a great mid season. This is the middle of the season. Remember, we're we're sure. now halfway through, and so far to me, it feels promising, and it feels like I'm I can't wait to see what we what this looks like like two to three seasons in um once we get once we get things sort of going yeah and I, I said this earlier too i think like to hear rafe come out the showrunner and say guys i wanted a two-hour opener i wanted 10 episodes i fought for the song of manetherin like like um to stay in to have that moment he's fighting for these moments that he think that he thinks are gonna help book readers and purists to get to the show and, and really love it and, and i'm gonna i don't know when you want to bring this up but i want to bring up one uh, I, I had to scroll way back here and and yeah and there's um i did i did see one and i, I want to find it here to give credit to whoever said it but somebody said yes there were a few little just real quick and we'll go to like the yeah, big stuff there were it. um a few things that i definitely thought was funny that you would only get if you were a book reader like one was the difference of like dogs versus cats right in the oh in the white tower and another one is the way leandrin says like nynaeve she specifically oh, says my. her name wrong which yeah. is totally a like shout I out think. to the book people totally yeah. something um so there is there's definitely little fan service but it still sort of works um everything so yeah you can go into let's we can start going into um into into some some deeper things here because there's a lot and we're going to be we'll be here we'll be here for a bit yeah. So, okay. I, I, I had folks and you guys, as you're coming in here, feel free to leave us a comment and let us know your favorite thoughts, yeah. something you want to start and, to focus on. And yeah. real quick, uh, if forever's in here, we got 70 people in here, which is absolutely uh, insane, uh, insane to even think about, but um, you guys could all do us a favor and like that smash button or smash yeah. that like button because yeah. it does help, helps, helps boost the, uh, get more folks YouTube in algorithm so yeah we could always appreciate that yeah. a donation for the gleeman really oh my god that's all it is that's all it is <laughs> yeah. um but yeah no uh appreciate that and then also friends we do a live chat with our patrons too uh which, which we'll do a live stream later this weekend for our patrons but um with that matt holy smokes there are too many moments to cover i actually have a doc that I pulled up over here. Um, I wrote down some stuff before you got in here. Like a couple of things we we're going to go over. The way of, I'm going to list off all of these and we can go in any order. It doesn't matter. The way of the leaf, the emotions, the things that were said, uh, Isla, Rain, uh, Aram, all of it was fantastic. Right. I good, good connections there. We've got Rand's dream sequence. We've got Matt's sickness, uh, Brigitte's silver bow. Matt as oh, a lost it. <laughs> lost it. Right. Lost it. Matt as a caretaker and and some of the stuff that has he has going on there, uh, Tom's connection to his nephew Owen. Um, I said that it's, I think it is Owen. Yeah, pretty sure. Yep. Um, the Red Aja have been out gentling men, Matt, without a trial. By the light, that is what is going on. Um, you've got the Green Aja, the the connections with their warders. Aes Sedai in the old tongue means servant. Uh, what? Do, how does that make you feel? 
that Nynaeve asked them. It makes them feel proud, Matt, mm -hmm. proud that they are with their, their eyes to die. So, so many things. I brought up um, one earlier, too, was just the connection between Nynaeve and Lan. I mean, that was, for me, the beginning. I, I, that was one of the biggest takeaways. I was, it got me. When, when she prayed with him, and it was the last thing her parents said to her, was the yeah. last thing Malkier reference King Queen. the way they're the way they are the way I love I genuinely love the way they are doing world building in this show so far um and I remember seeing something maybe it was an IGN article or something where they were talking about how like they really had to fight to get that Manetherin uh song in there in episode yep. two um I really love the way that the way they are doing the world building and sort of explaining the history and everything and it's so cool because it's like our 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 emin field five right they will they'll say something and then it's all it's lan and moraine are always caught off guard off guard by it yeah like yeah. how do you even know that right which right. is interesting because that does happen in the books now it happens at different places and different times but again that spirit of the books is there and i like that it's happening and i really love the way they did it this week with Nynaeve praying and talking about how it's the last thing that her parents did for her. And that's what the whole, that's sort of what the whole prayer is about. <clears throat> Matt, the connection was, I made was great. It, it, was, was, great. it was wonderful. And I can't speak the freaking old tongue, although it sounds like, you know, maybe if I conjured up enough of this phlegm, I might be able to, uh, <laughs> we shall go into the land. So our children can always hold us and we'll never be alone. That is what the interpretation is that land gives to her. We shall go into the land. So our children can always hold us and we'll never be alone. There's actually a full circle connection because this is the wheel of time, a full, a full circle connection back to the way of the leaf where Isla says when the leaf falls, right, it goes to the soil. It, it, uh, it, you know, helps the soil. I mean, it's, it helps other things grow, right? It can be like, it's, it's this whole kind of, uh, cyclical thing that I think is, yeah. is, is really cool and interesting. I just, I don't know, man. Yeah. And I will say, um, I was trying to remember, yeah, this episode, by the way, uh, was the episode that was written by Dave Hill, um, who wrote, did episodes for Game of Thrones. He wrote it. He wrote it. He wrote it. He wrote a few episodes. He did, a, he did about four episodes of of, of Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. And again, I to me, I think the pacing in this episode was probably the best pacing, the jumping yeah. back and forth. Um, but I think this is what the majority of the show actually going forward will look like now that we're all separated and we're all going to be going on our own adventures. And once, you know, we'll we'll meet back up. But as we know, in the books, it will they'll continue to sort of get spread out. And so I I think they did a really, really good job with that. Um, yeah, I loved I loved absolutely loved this episode. And I know a lot of people. Yeah. Forget wanted to forget. Always a yeah, YouTube comment here. Dragon down. Forget always wanted to see the world. So great. So great. And a lot of the people in the chat are saying, by the way, that um, this this was a lot of people's uh, favorite favorite episode so far. So here's a, here's a great comment here. David Jones, I found it difficult to accept how anybody would follow the way of the leaf in the books. The explanation here, trying to try uh, tying it to uh, reincarnation and and the wheel was great. And I will agree with that as, and I'll also say, I like that mm -hmm. they're beginning to explain the wheel a little bit more mm -hmm. and just how yeah. it sort of mm -hmm. works. And like the dragon has been born again and all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, so overall, I mean, I mean, where would you, where, where does this episode rate for you? Uh, right now it's number one for me, 
right now. I, mean, I get it. And that's probably just me coming right out. It's, it's, it's just, uh, whatever you want to call it. Some I mean, just saw it. So number, 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 uh, episode number one was my favorite before this. I also liked three, you know, but I, episode one got me. I mean, it was like emotional, the whole thing, but this for me was my favorite episode so far. And it just, it had so much, it is so jam packed. You cannot say that they're just that there was wasting screen time or dialogue or opportunities. No, no, it is jammed, packed with with good information, uh, hidden gems for book readers, stuff that helps uh, non book readers come in and say, "What the heck is this?" and "Who is the dragon?" Was that her? Um, Moraine's confused, Land's confused, the whole thing. It's all there. Like the doll is a big deal, Matt. That was the Grinwell farm they were at. We were trying to confirm that later. That was um. Els Grimwell, yeah. we were saying, probably is off at the tower, and that was her family that just got killed. Now, that's going to be an emotional thing later. They're setting up stuff later. Els is at the tower. They're setting this up. Yeah. So It was great. It was great. Um, and it's a little different, right? It's a little different because Tom Marilyn is there. So Tom talking about Owen, right? That's been shifted oh, a little bit, right? Yeah. But it works. I, I This is one of the things we've talked about where we said, I, I, I genuinely feel like, you know, th we know this, they're going to move stuff around. I like that we got backstory on low game, right? I like that we get yes. to see him and Gale and Gale Don as right yeah. as, they, yeah. as they, as they call it now. Um, and now I can stop saying Brigitte Silverbow. It's Brigitte officially. Cause it's not Brigitte. Book, I, okay. I, in the audiobook, I feel like they go back and forth sometimes, right. but Brigitte. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they said it as Brigitte Silverbow. Yeah. So now yeah. I heard, so so Good. we can I like uh, that. So now we can officially put that one right. Put put that one to rest. But yeah, the the Brigitte doll got me a little misty. I thought it was great, and it was it was a cool way again. That's foreshadowing. That's world building. Um, everything everything they're doing, man. And and some people are saying here. Uh, Mike Mike says uh, here. Uh, I feel the episodes have progressively gotten better and that's where i'm at too i i genuinely feel like every episode is getting better and better and i'm just more and more getting sucked into this to this tv ad to this tv adaptation um yeah, yeah. no i i am i am uh, as well and let me go back to something you said the way of the leaf when i first read the book series i was with Perrin. like why why would anybody believe in this it is beyond this life it is a turning of the wheel it is for ages to come I mean, that was the whole thing. Matt, when she said, oh, my God. And you guys, if you have any dialogue or lines or quotes in the live in the live chat, please put them in here. Because when she said she wanted revenge, but the best way to get revenge with violence was peace. That was great. I, I, I can't. I can't. And, like, and the, you know, the, the other cool thing about it is knowing what we know a little bit further in the books when you learn the origin of the Tinkers, right? And yeah. their connection to their past, to me, that was that even made that which I we, I won't spoil here, but that made that even more awesome because yeah. we know where the because we know where the tinkers come from in the books and so and their connection and their their connection to a certain group. I was almost like wow because the other group is such the opposite way, right? Yeah, and that's oh, so sure. it's like no we we sort of. Um, you know, the, the fact that we, that it's the other way around, we fight, we fight, you know, sort of violence with love, like in a, in a different way. It's cause you know, sometimes you hear that and you're like, okay, get these yeah, kids out of here or, you know, whatever, right. you know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like, but the way right. she explained it as, as it's like, what better way 
you know, that was, I, it was great. It was, it was an great. extreme. And it's, 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 it's yeah. cause it's an extreme way of life. Um, even though it's a, it's this pacifist lifestyle, it is, it is the complete opposite to a very extreme form of, you know, right. like violence. So it was just and, to show. And she's, and she said it too. Yeah. I got a, got a comment here. I don't want to, I, I don't, I don't want to put the whole comment up just, I don't want to spoil the whole thing, but yeah, the, she's um, how they pulled out the spear, right. It was like the, was the cool, mm -hmm. that was, that was a great, that was definitely um, a great there. So shout out to uh, Sean who, who, who put that, who put that in there. Um, yeah super super awesome way of doing that and the uh, yeah exactly some of the tinkers are pulling on Perrin in a big way especially after what he's been through oh and her yeah. and her going through the weapons right an axe yeah. and then she knew yeah you had something with the axe and then she sort of asks him and like mm -hmm. how what did that do for you exactly man it brought nothing like, again yeah had that not have come like his wife would still be here. Maybe we don't know whether the child thing, we don't, we don't really know what was going on there, but man, yeah. Whole life was cut short because of it. And someone near and dear and precious to him. And he is reeling with that. I mean, every episode I'm watching parent just, and I'm like, Oh my God, like, don't forget that that happened. Like it's just, it's with him every step of, of his journey. And it's just, yeah. Wild. Um, while we're on the tinkers real quick. So Aram, Matt, when he says, so his story, you, 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 what I was telling folks, we know where Matt's at. And Matt's, we, again, this is, this is a good, a good uh, point here. Aram later on in the series, you know this. He, he, and I'm sorry, this is spoiler. I've marked the whole episode, this whole thing as a spoiler. Because he picks up that sword later on. Right now, yeah. he says, the wind blows some leaves, right? It's like the wind blows some of them out. A lot of them return and come back. But who is he to fight against the wind if it blows him to this to this other path? I just there were so many the dialogue and the writing and it it was just so good. It was so good. It was oh it was it's fantastic man. I want I'm gonna have to watch I have to watch it again because I was watching it with people talking and all yeah. stuff. Yeah. Also, let me say something really quick. So this was something I noticed um, just sort of on the CG right because I know yeah. sometimes we've said things about it. I watched today's episode on a normally I watch it on my I've been watching it on my monitor or I have a projector. Um, and today I watched it on like a 4K TV. And you know how sometimes 4K TVs will like over analyze or it can sort of do like the upscaling stuff where like sometimes you watch old movies and they feel weird. Sure. Right. Because the way it, it sort of um, how it processes it. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. I, I'll say I watched it today and I was like, the CG feels weird and looks like off. Like the scene in the the scene in the woods. Yeah. I was like, this looks like low budget and everything. But then really? I was like, yeah. I was, but I was, but I was sometimes when you watch stuff on like on 4K TVs, it kind of, it will do that depending on, on the thing where sometimes it overanalyzes stuff. Yeah. And I've often felt that sometimes it actually can, you can lose a little bit of the artistic fidelity in it mm -hmm. um, by sort of over processing things. And so just so for some of the people that have sort of, had issues with the um the cgi and stuff i'd say i'd say what try watching on like a different monitor or something like that because i noticed that this episode and that's the first time i've watched it on a tv mm -hmm. as opposed to like a monitor so, or whatever and some and sometimes i'm just saying i've noticed that when you watch like old movies on a 4k tv it's like something's going on here it feels weird yeah and you, honestly there were other comments earlier from folks who said you know it felt like a cw battle scene but What's nice and what I'm liking about these comments is that it's it's that's not the end of their comment, which is 
still they're carried away by the story. They're they're so right. caught up in and the the dialogue and the action that it didn't take them out of it. You know what I mean? They noticed it because I don't really have an eye for that kind of thing. I mean, that's something Matt yeah. uh, notices. I do. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm definitely, you know, somebody where it's like, I, I game. Yeah, you're a visual. Yeah. I'm a game. gamer, right? I'm a gamer. Yeah. So it's like, trust me, I can tell you the difference between 20 frames, 24 frames a second, 30 frames a second, 60 frames, you know, like right. all that, you know, 1440p versus 4k. And then, oh, and then even certain monitors have different kind of like, color palettes and all this stuff and we've let the freaking dark one out here and matt he's uh, right so no i'm just saying it, yeah. it is it is definitely um yeah it is it is it is something that sometimes sometimes so i'm saying some people who may have had issues with the way it looked now i get what they're saying because i watched it in a, in a on a different format than i have before so i can see that i can certainly see the um yeah. the the argument there so yeah <clears throat> um i wanted to real quickly matt if you don't mind i'm gonna Pull up a couple Go comments ahead. here. So uh, Marcus Ruthford is plays Perrin. And I thought this was really important because he does right. not have a whole lot of lines. But what he's doing with his body language, his demeanor, uh, eye gaze, all of that. And, and the direction on it is probably just fantastic. Like whoever's, you know, directing this episode, I forget who it is. Awesome. There's so much that they're conveying in his body language and he's just doing a great job. And um, yeah, he is uh, absolutely genius in his role. He has the least amount of lines of anyone and is among the most powerful of the entire cast in terms of, yeah, his acting and just what he's, what he's conveying to the audience. Like I'm every time he's on screen, I'm just like, are you okay? Like I'm like right. a Gwen, like give him a hug. I'm just so worried about him. Yeah. And man, let me just say really quick too. One of the other things I really loved um, about this episode is the way they are beginning the way they, so they started to explain the warders, the, the, the different, the different Ajas, right? Oh God. We got to talk about that. And, yeah. and they began to explain the warder connection with the Aes Sedai, which actually worked for two things here. Mm -hmm. One, it worked because we see an Aes Sedai die. And so mm -hmm. we begin to get that. And then also we see, wow, it looks like, looks like some of the Aes Sedai are with their right with their intimate. orders intimate yes. and so then that's interesting because then Nynaeve sort of asks she's like wait are the three of them and then he kind of mm -hmm. looks at her and smirks and then lands like well maybe I should go yeah and so then I think we get to see Nynaeve be like oh maybe they are like intimate together and then right. we're are we are already beginning to get a little bit of the Nynaeve land relationship so mm -hmm. it was really interesting because you introduce it here and then it actually allows you to create and sort of lift these other storylines up multiple storylines by doing it here. So it's, I think it's, I think it's great for the middle of the season. Now, real quick, mega change here. I mean, you want to talk about total departure <laughs> from the books Yeah. in no segment of the books does Logan like murder everyone and is saved by Nynaeve. So big wow. departure. But again, I thought it was cool because I was like, I, lo I, I loved it. <laughs> I freaking loved it. Think about where we're at now as we're yeah. in. I'm going to be honest. We're, we just finished book five, right? Yeah. Of mm -hmm. 13, right? Yeah. 13 plus new spring. Mm -hmm. um, we just finished book five. Nynaeve hasn't even become close to that powerful yet in the books. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know she'll get there, but yeah. I think the way they're, I think the way they're doing some of the speeding stuff up, I'm fine with. 
Right. So, and Matt, what they do in the books is they often say it's dialogue. It's this Aes Sedai saying. 14 oh, total. Is it, yeah. Is it 14 plus yeah. New Spring or is it 13 plus New Spring? Which would, you know. I, I think it's 14. Yeah. Um, but what the, 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 the Aes Sedai typically say, oh, she's stronger than anyone in the tower or this person's stronger than this person. It's typically done in dialogue um, or when someone's channeling, there's commentary on that channeling. Now, for us, we need to see it. For the, for the audience, they need to see it. So to show her do something that like other Aes Sedai, like uh, Karina, Karina Nagashi, mm -hmm. had difficulty shielding Loghain and then healing Moraine. So that's, and she's this very powerful uh, member. And it's like, okay, now Nynaeve comes in and does something in, a, in an emotional, angry, like uh, Leandrin almost burns herself out. Did you see the glowing around her face? That was like, really cool. She almost that. And I, again, what does that look like? Can you burn yourself out completely? Can you bring in so much of the one power that you just burn it out of you? I didn't know what that would look like. They showed us that it's, it's talked about all the time in the books. I don't know that we actually ever see anybody do it in the books. I can't remember, but by God, she almost does. And we got right. to see it. So we need that. Well, it, it, it lets, it actually, here's, it actually does a few things because we've already seen. So here's so so far we've already seen, um, Moraine use like all the power she can, right? I mean, she's wrecking Trollocs in the mm -hmm. first episode, and then we sort of see Land talk about like you know you're you. She's like I can't, she, I, you can't go on basically type of thing. Right. Like explaining to her like we know we need to get out of here, and she's like light give me strength. So. The fact that we're, we see Moraine in episode one do like some pretty crazy stuff with the power. I mean, she literally tears down a building, right? Um, you're showing like just how powerful these people are. Then in this episode, we're seeing Moraine and, um, you know, uh, Leandrin and everybody fight this this army and also sort of hold down Loghain. Yeah. So by doing that, you're showing just how powerful they are. I think you're really building the ice that I have to be powerful, but also at the same, same time show their sort of limitations. So to then have Nynaeve do what she did, it's like, okay, now you're really beginning to set up the idea that the Emmonfield five is very special and very powerful. And I ultimately feel like that's the way it's going to go where I think what they're doing is they're is they're setting up the M and Field Five to be to just seem as if they are that much more powerful right. than everybody else, which yeah is also what ends up happening, right? Yeah, which is cool. And so what the what the tower wants to do is they want to acquire, and they know that their strength in the books is dwindling like a little bit. So to them, it's very important. Like when Varen goes to the two rivers and she finds more. I mean, Matt's sisters and so on. She goes and finds them and says they can channel like the, the, the old blood is strong. That's why Manethrin, that story of Manethrin and the old blood and the connection there is so important for later on, because this village is important and it's special in some way. So, yeah. Yeah. Real, real quick question here. Generally speaking, because I'm, I'm curious about this. Is there any chance they actually make Nynaeve the dragon reborn? I mean, to me, that's like a <clears throat> No. Well, that would be like there's just no way no there, there's not and again we i marked this spoiler for everybody like there's they're not they're doing a good job of just moving us around i think people can leave comments let me know 
I hope it goes on for a while. Matt, I hope right. maybe even there's a departure from the book. If you're going to, they've already departed from the books. So if you depart a, a step further, um, yeah, show us then. Saying, absolutely like, not. Yeah. Right. No. Right. Uh, bringing her into the White Tower and saying she could be like, it's, she could be the one. Um, or you get back to Egwene does something. Maybe Egwene's before they get to the White Tower, it could be that Egwene does something. Right. And now she's in, in this episode. Remember that Tom on the other side, I know, I know it's, it's hard. It's it's hard to sort of think about this because we just saw, right? right. Nynaeve go Super Saiyan essentially. Absolutely. Um, Nynaeve, Nynaeve goes Super Saiyan, and then um, Nynaeve, and and then do that. But in the same episode, Tom is telling Tom is telling you know Rand. I think Matt might be the dragon. Reborn, right? I mean, or something like he has all the signs. He has all the signs, a, 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 like a male channeler, someone who can channel the one power. And so you're thinking, okay, that that could be the guy, um, because again, just because um, Egwene, it's said that she can speak to the wind, or that the wind will listen to her, as Moraine says. Rand doesn't know what that is necessarily. She right? did. Spirit she did. A, she basically did a spirit bomb. <laughs> oh <know>? my god. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, but, well, you know, like, in episode one, Moraine really does the spirit bomb because she's like, "Light, give me strength," and she's like pulling the energy out of yeah, the building yeah. and everything. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. So, but again, just because I think they know Aes Sedai exists, and so to the point right now that Egwene is just mentioned as being able to channel. All we saw was a little spark with with Perrin. So now, if she gets in a position like, so what I'm thinking, Matt, they're putting them in positions where. They, their backs are against the wall and they have to use the power. There's no other option. Matt, what did you think when Lance's throat was slit? Well, so it's he really was funny. dying. So again, really, because I was watching it, I was watching, you know, over, over at Thanksgiving dinner and, um, you know, my, my fiance, Teresa, Teresa's stepmom, who she watched the show because she's heard me talking about it. And she's always asking me, well, you know, what podcasts you do and all this stuff. Right. And, um, I said, uh, so she said she watched the first three episodes and she said, she's like, Oh my God. Uh, she's like, and she doesn't know the actor's name, but she's like, Oh my God. She's like, she's, uh, she's like the Asian actor. Cause she's yeah. Asian. And so she's like, I love uh, Daniel Henny. She doesn't yeah. know his name, but cause he's in, I think it was like criminal minds or something okay. like that. Okay. And I guess yeah. he come, he came in later to the season, whatever show he was on before. And so she's like, Oh my God, I loved him. And so she yeah. was like, she's like, you have to tell me right now whether he makes it or not, because if he dies, I'm out. She's like, wow. she's like, she's like, I'm out on the wow. whole series. She's like, cause I love that guy. And I was like, oh, yeah, you'll be fine. And then he yeah. literally gets his throat. Slit. I'm like, <laughs> oh, she fr- oh, yeah, freaking out. She's freaking freaking out. out. Oh my God. And I'm like, uh, like, sorry. <laughs> I was oh, like, and so then Nynaeve, then Nynaeve killed everybody. Right. 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 Um, so real quick, cause a lot of people are asking about this. Um, do uh well first of all we have one question here david um saying can i talk about spoilers for the entire series i'm so right now technically our podcast is at we just finished book five so that's where i'm i don't have knowledge actually really beyond that um so i don't personally have an issue with it but I won't know what you're talking about but right yeah that's that's where we've that's where we kind of keep stuff is where we're at the podcast but I mean, yeah. it's all free game. There's a lot of people in here. Anything could be said. And, so. and actually, what, what what might happen? I mean, not Rafe said through books one through three, right? But 
God, season two, who freaking knows, Matt? They're moving who stuff knows? around. That's why we that's why we, we, we move through this. But what you said to me the other day was really important. You were like, as somebody could say something about something happens in book eight or book nine, and there's so much in between that. I don't know how it's gonna happen. You could tell me it happens, and I could say, I have no idea how we get there or the context around it. So it doesn't hurt too much because it's a, a huge series. Right. So real quick question, because a lot of people are talking about this, talking about Logan being able to see Nynaeve use the power. Right. Um, yeah, so he can see. I, I thought either <clears throat> that's either they either messed up there a little bit because earlier well, Moraine, changing it. Yeah, but or, earlier Moraine says he's just sitting there still. We can't. I've never thought about like he's channeling, but I can't see it. So they made it very clear that the women could not see the men channeling. So at the end, he does see her channel. So I don't know if they just kind of that's a continuity issue inside of the show, this this episode, or if it's actually something like men can see females channel, or he just saw the effects of her channeling. But it seemed like he that the sun was referenced in bright light. I'm actually okay if they can see it. Right. To be honest, I'm I'm okay. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. I I it didn't it didn't really it didn't really do a whole lot. Um I don't know. I think also like yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like you could almost get on a technicality where he did just see her basically heal a bunch of people that he just killed. And so mm-hmm. maybe his reference about her using the like because the reference about it, yes, I know it was bright like the sun. But it was also it, 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 you could also just if you wanted to sort of retcon it later down the line or something, you could say like, well, yes, she used a little what she used the power, the power sort of exploded out of her and just healed all of these people. So you could do it. But I think they're just I don't, yeah. I don't know. I to me, well, to me, I to me, it's fine if they can see each other channel, because that's to me, that's not like the biggest most important deal no. to keep from the books i actually right. think it's probably cooler if they can yeah if, if they can it, here's the thing too we the audience had to see that so you can't be like low gain looking at it and not see it and then we you know what i mean we have to be able to see right. him change. you have to be able to see it as for a yeah. visual medium yeah you have to you can't just be like oh what happened like nothing happened you know what i mean so that's where people have to accept right. some change some change yeah because it's not because again television isn't pov like the books are yeah right true, so, true, tech, exactly. so yeah we so like it's one of those where like we saw it doesn't necessarily mean he saw it in the way we see it but hey, he could feel so, it yeah yeah exactly because i'm sure i'm sure at some point we will get like a channeler versus another channeler male versus female pushing back on each other and we'll see it but technically you know in theory sure. they wouldn't but so right. just that's just a that's just a television thing yeah. so yeah being able to see each other's um power level is in, is an improvement allows for a lot of plot later yeah exactly it's television you're gonna there's really no other way to get around it except to show you low get you go first person camera on Logan and have him using it and first yeah. person camera on somebody else you know just that'd be weird yeah. television's yeah. different it's just it things have to look different so right uh um let me go back here real quick what did you think about um so i want to mention something matt and this is something i said earlier before matt got on the show um but his his situation he cares about that 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 little girl it reminds him of his sisters and this is a mild spoiler for later for matt this is not going to hurt 
Sir Matt to know this, but Matt in his personality develops a caretaker role kind of for a young individual later in the series. And they're setting that up both ways, his sisters. And then going forward, he has a soft spot for those children. And um, it just kind of reminds him of his sisters. And are they, you know, are they at home being taken care of by your mom and dad? He's thinking probably not. And I'm away from them. I want to get back home. So did you think, by the way, that Matt killed those people? When they, when they first, I did too. When I they, did. I was like, holy initial shock. I was like, wait, what? He and then no, him? Matt was yeah. in there. Yeah. With the dagger. I love, yeah. I like the way they're doing it. Yeah. Um, I it's do. Got you. I it's, do. You're surprised. Right. Cause for a moment you and I were like, what? Oh, right. And then different. the freaking fade has been there. I see you. Also, he could see that fade, right? Um, fades are very difficult to see in shadow. But he is poisoned, my friend, by the shadow of Shadar Logoth, right? So Tom Maryland straight up just fought it. Like, bring it on. I mean, dude, like, that was crazy. <laughs> that was yeah. crazy. That fight was actually pretty because it felt like heavy. I mean, it felt like like blows were being exchanged there. It felt like a really heavy fight. I don't know how to explain it, but it was. It so was now good. real quick, just because, again, that was like, did Tom escape with them? I, no, did we see? No. no, we didn't see Tom. We didn't see Tom escape with that. They left. They left it kind of like what they do in the book, where it's sort of like right. they're separated because Matt he was trying to take them away from um, Tarvalin. Possibly he was hinting at Matt should not go back to them. Right, they're going to gentle him like they did Owen, even though we know it's and we did different. and we did see Rand pushing back on him a little bit earlier with Matt. Like, why are we listening to this guy? Right, right, right. So okay. but now, okay, now just, they're just, off on just their making own. sure. Yeah, yeah, yep. So. Uh, crazy. So we'll have to see where that, where that, but again, people are probably thinking like, oh shoot, what happens to that guy? You know, he didn't show his death or anything, but right. I assume, assume he might die or might move on. So that, I mean, yeah. so if you want to go that route, then that, then, cause we haven't seen Tom in any of the other stuff, right. Any of the other promotional material. Cause that's one of the things we were talking about. We're like, so is he gonna continue on with them? Right, because right. he was already introduced. He was already introduced late. So even actually, that's another. So so there we go. So let's just assume that they are Tom. We don't see Tom again this season. So there's an arc that you move that you moved around, mm-hmm. right? Because technically, if we just get to the end of the Eye of the World and maybe a little into the Great Hunt, we wouldn't see Tom again. In season one, we wouldn't see him until season two. Sure. Right when we meet back up with him, which will probably be in a different place, but. Um, you know, whatever. Uh, where's where do they meet back up? No, um, not Tyr. Uh, uh, um, Faldara. Oh yeah. Wait, who? Tom. Where uh, we run into him in, in in the Great Hunt when they're playing oh, Deus uh, Mar. Kyrian. No, sorry. Kyrian. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So technically, we shouldn't see Tom again until season two. So now, if we're sure. done with Tom in season one, then. There's an arc that there's there's our first sort of full arc a little bit that's been moved around. Yeah. Which is we didn't get Tom in episode one where he should be and then mm-hmm. split up with them. And so by doing that, you gave his story a little more time to breathe, which I think was good for television. Yeah. And the ending, yes, was slightly different the way his the way his story goes in season one compared to the books. But it still goes along with the story. It'll still be it can when he comes back, it can still be done in the same way. Right. And you just moved it around for television. And is it that big of a difference from the books? No, still works. It's still fine. Right. And there will be like I think he's going to 
when he meets back up, it's either at the end of the season. It could it could actually be later. End of season I mean, one, right. It could be. Um, like revealed he's still around and there's something where we kind of move on with that. You know, there was a teaser for this episode where they showed um was it uh God, who was it, guys? Uh the keeper of the chronicles who was saying bring forth the false dragon, right? We didn't see that, so we didn't get that far. Obviously, that's coming up in, in a, like a later episode where we're going to go before the Omerlin seat. Like, they've already gentled him. I kind of feel like... By the way, they, did they say the Omerlin seat weird once in that episode? I feel like the first time they said it, it wasn't like... We've always called it the Omerlin, Arm, Omerlin seat. Omerlin seat. But yeah. I need. I feel like the way they pronounced it the first time was kind of was kind of different. different. So I need, to, I need to go back and listen to that again. Well, it wouldn't surprise me if the cast also were just pronouncing stuff a little differently, too between members you know so which is fine which is fine right but yeah i just felt like okay then we're gonna have a scene later where he's gonna be brought before them and that's gonna be you know someone's gonna have to explain why he was gentled before he was right. brought in because he had a following he wasn't just some random guy channeling he had a following he had a king of galadon with him so yeah let me let me pull this up here really quick so now that we're a little bit more into this as um let me pull this up okay so remember the episodes are sort of the episode titles and descriptions are up on imdb so right. this one was the dragon reborn moraine struggles with uncertainty while land struggles with their new companion ran wonders about matt Egwene and perrin take their first steps down a different path an incredible new power is unleashed on the world that was what we that was what that was the little description we had going into it. And I was kind of like, okay, I feel like this might be a tame episode. Not so much, my friend. Mm -hmm. So right. next week, by the way, is the episode called Blood Calls Blood. Perrin and Egwene run into a familiar face. Matt and Rand see strange ones. Moraine and Lan mourn their loss. Now, this is the one I think we've seen in the trailer, right? Where the warder is crying at the funeral pyre, right? He's yeah. kissing the ring. So I think we're going to get that. So here's the real question. Who's the familiar face? Yeah, for for Egwene, right? Egwene and Perrin. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I, have two, they... I have two options. Okay, okay. Because I don't think they're... Are they getting all the way to, to Tarvalin in this next episode? They might. No, I think they're still with the Tinkers wandering. Okay. I think it's likely they come across a peddler. Oh, but again, they didn't talk to Badon Fane. Right. Stefan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle here. This, I'm going to go with what he said. I think we're going to run to the white cloaks next. Episode. Holy. Oh yeah. We did kind of see them being circled. Didn't we? Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. We saw that. So that'll be the familiar face that we, that we'll see. God and dang. Then, and then, wow, you're already pushing forward. They're really pushing forward, I think, the Perrin a White Cloak showdown. Yes, they are. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I don't think like it's all going down next episode and stuff like this, but I do think, yeah. Yeah, this is good. Uh, Valda doesn't forget faces from Ben. Ben Butler, shout out. Um, yeah, that's cool. I mean, my God. Oh, yes. And then we did see this. We already saw this in the trailer. Yeah. Aram is on the ground next to them. Yeah. They're being circled. So what? Yeah. Do you think the White Cloaks would hurt the Tinkers? Or yes, do you think they? 100%. Yeah. Okay. 100% I do. 
Because remember, it's Shadow Rising, where you know that's a big showdown between when Perrin basically tells him, "If you guys ever come back here, yeah, oh yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. Big, big stuff happening. And well, we have to get remember in the book, um, in the first book, he kills a couple white cloaks, right? And which is why originally he's taken by Jeffrey Bornhold and and held. Um, I think there was some leaked photos. Sorry, this is too, maybe too spoiler that um, Egwene and him in a camp. So yeah, I think you're right. We'll see the white cloaks coming up, which is great, man. The way they're doing the white cloaks is is got me like holy. Right. I'm scared of them. So this is another. One. I wasn't. So this was really. It was really interesting being able to talk to somebody because, especially now that the show is out, because it just it opens it up to all these new people. Again, I'll, I'll reference right. it again. Talking to her name's Leslie, uh, which is my fiance's stepmom, and she's yeah. super into this. Um, what you know knows literally nothing about the books. Not I mean whatsoever. She's like, okay, here's this new show. Matt keeps talking about. It. I'll check it out. And she was asking about, she's actually, she's like, she's like, wait, are there like a lot of factions? Because she's like, you know, the white cloaks, basically, she didn't know. I was like, well, she's like, they're like the men in white wearing like cloaks. I'm like, yeah, they're called the white cloaks. Like, you know, like, right, right. Yeah, you know. And so I was like, yeah, I was like, theoretically, they're good guys. Right. But right. then I sort of explained it. And so, yeah, it sort of gets it. So, yeah, they're like, we're going to purge, purge it. So. I think, yeah, we're probably seeing White Cloaks next episode, which is great because we're just beginning to build this world more and more in that, you know, just because they say they fight for the light doesn't mean they do. Just because they seem like they're good guys could be dark friends. Uh, let me know. let me let me let me just uh, dark ones taint here. Um, is this I forgot about this. The dark friend social. If that's true. Please confirm this in the in the comments. That that's interesting. I don't. Rem I think I do. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Moving on. The Tuathon, man. Scary. Scary stuff. If that's the case. But yeah, we'll see someone. Um, we're gonna see. So no, Elias. We've already got the connection built up with the wolves. Perrin knows what what's happening. Unfortunately, we probably won't see him. We could see him later, maybe. But. Yeah, so we'll have them showing up with the white cloaks. So my question is, how do they get rescued? Like Lan and Moraine and Nynaeve could still swing back around and do the whole rescue thing on their way to Tarvon. They, they, because... they seem so far away. So the next episode, by the way, episode six, is called The Flames of Tarvalon. Moraine faces the consequences of her actions. Matt faces the darkness in himself. Egwene faces the most powerful woman in the world so at that point i think we so we know so perhaps i mean somehow by episode six it to me it seems likely that Gwen will be fate will be facing down suan oh yes yes if she, well, yeah, i think that's what they're saying there she faces down the most powerful woman in the world which would be suan Right. And do, do you remember there was a, one of the trailers, Egwene is standing in that hall and Nynaeve comes through the door and she's like, Nynaeve. And she runs over and gives her that hug. So we know we're going to get that. But it's just like, did Land go off on his own and with Nynaeve to rescue Egwene and Perrin and did Moraine go do, you know what I mean? Because she, she felt like she, she felt like they lost them. Maybe yeah. the, maybe what they'll do is Moraine. I don't know. Is Moraine and is Moraine? Well, if Moraine goes with the rest of the Aes Sedai back to Tarvalon, yeah, and Lan goes off with Nynaeve, because maybe they'll explain. Remember, remember how Nynaeve can sort of like Nynaeve just sort of kind of knows mm -hmm. like where people are, mm -hmm. right? Like they didn't do the coins, so we can't get down that route. But maybe like maybe now that Nynaeve just used her power, 
a Moraine will talk. I'm guessing Moraine's going to talk to her uh, this next episode and all of the other Aes Sedai women that are there and be like, uh, what was that? Yeah, what's up? And yeah. then <laughs> exactly. And so then Nynaeve will sort of use the power a little bit and like, we're just going to really speed her story along. Uh, and she's can say like, well, I've always, maybe she's like, I've always just sort of known where it is because remember Lan has asked her, how, how? did you, how did you track me? How? And yes. he, and she hasn't told them. And I feel right. like, first of all, there's no way that land is just sort of tracked by somebody. Uh huh. Yeah. And so I feel like it's, it's the, cause she finds them at Shadar Logoth where everyone else happens to be. Right. If the everyone else is gone, I don't think she would be able to just sort of track them. So I think they're going to go with that. And then I think maybe Lan and Nynaeve go off to chase down Egwene and Perrin, which then gives us a little bit of time for them to be be alone and uh, build that storyline a little bit. You know, have a conversation on horseback or whatever. And then Moraine will go with the rest of the Aes Sedai back to well, um, back to Tarvalon. Yeah, and actually, then I'm I'm a second guessing myself even a little bit here too because of the clip we saw where she was surprised to see Egwene was surprised to see Nynaeve. Oh yeah, maybe not. Yeah, so maybe because uh, you remember the clip I'm talking about where she yeah, that yeah, could be right. later. That could be much. We don't even know when that is. That could be no. That probably later. is. That probably is. So then that means like maybe Moraine went after. I, I don't know, man. It's got me. Maybe maybe they do that. Maybe they do the trials or something. And it's like happy to see. So yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. There's a separate, there's a second separation that will happen, maybe or something. Right. I I don't know. Uh, I wanted to mention real quickly though. So Amanda popped in here, and her energy is just exactly what we all have been feeling, which is oh my god, just finished the episode when Nynaeve went supernova, right? Been waiting on that right. for over twenty years. Yeah, let me remind me of how this goes in the eye of the world. Uh, Katie's Katie's saying here she does track them in the books. Yes, she does. She does track them, but I don't. I, but again, yeah. I believe it's because she has a bond. She has sort of this. She can sense them, right? And I think someone said I think it has to do with the healing that she right. in the books. I think she heals Egwene, and I think she has some some to, some sort of bond with her. I don't correct me if I'm wrong, guys, in the comments. I can't remember. Um, right. So maybe she got middle. as far as Shadar Logoth, and then. And also, they said something about Nynaeve's tracking ability and like how her upbringing too. I think she's. I just will. A... I will. I will look for this. I remember right. I remember the. I don't remember the the title of the chapter, um, but I sort of remember where it's. It's like towards the middle of the Eye of the World. Um, yeah. Yeah. So let so let me and pull this up. Yeah. I do want to do so. So while you're pulling that up, let me let me talk about something. I want to go on a tangent here for a little bit. Yeah. So. Right here, real quick, real quick. Sure. Uh, this is from Tarvalin Library, which is a great resource and uh, is sort of like the wiki for this. Nynaeve, Lan, and Moraine also end up together. Uh, Moraine makes Nynaeve accept that she can channel by pointing out that she can sense her presence, and also that Nynaeve can sense the presence of someone who she has healed with the one power. Exactly. Yeah. So, so again, and I think that will, they'll, they'll go down that route and that's how she'll explain that, um, she was able to, she was able to track them. Right. I do like the Moraine coin situation of the books. That was kind of cool that she could feel yeah. something with the coin. Uh, Matt, just to bring, cause we're all hyped about this. I, and I, we brought it up early on the show. I do want to bring up some of the negatives. So some people don't like it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, that's let's, okay. Let's talk about it. Like I, I, I understand cause it is a, these are larger and larger steps away from the source material in terms of like the, the sequence, the plot sequence, like the, the events. But I don't, I personally don't feel like they're 
huge steps away in the spirit, like the spirit of the series. Exactly. So that's just, that's just me. And I think you have to kind of take this, um, you know, so this is just somewhat so uh, the coin 85, I grew up reading these books. I'm severely disappointed already in the first three episodes. You know, it is what it is. And I hear people, I have, I, my uh, sister principal was saying the same thing. Kind of like, I'm not severely disappointed, but yet I'm kind of like, not, not really sure yet. I want to wait and see, like, I like the characters. I like the cast loves the cast, loves some of the setting and things like that, but it's trying to get used to this right. shift, you know? So, yeah, my, my older, Hey, my, I've talked about before my older brother who listens to the podcast. Uh, so I'm sure he'll, he'll hear me talk to this. He he's calling it the wheel of crime. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Oh he's like, my. Read the, he's read the books like a hundred times. And he's like, I just can't believe, uh, the you know, wheel like they, of they crime. The, 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 real, the wheel of crime. He's like, Rafe Judkins is committing crime. He is, he's a criminal for well, what he is, he is doing to this. The crazy thing. Okay. So do you, I don't know if you know this. So Brandon Sanderson, Rafe tried to keep Brandon, I think in on this more and the studio kind of said, there's something like with authors and they, they go kind of, they, they were, wor they were worried about that, like keeping him on because they might push for things that don't have high ratings. Like when Ray fought to keep in the Manetherin song and some of the stuff that he's, he's fought to keep, I'm impressed. I'm really impressed. And I think he's doing a good job and, and major shout out to him because it's hard guys. It's eight episodes. He wants 10. He wanted a two hour opener. I mean, they cut all that stuff from him and they tried to cut the Manetherin song and he, and he's, he's, he's sticking with, he's trying to stick to the spirit of the show. So that's hard. He's in a hard spot, you know, as okay. oh, can he survive? Well, they've already got three seasons, so I think he's doing okay. Yeah. I mean, look, let's just face it, all right? Jeff Bezos right. is like, I'm giving you guys $10 million an episode. I have to go to outer space, okay? So if you guys want right. somebody to blame, blame blame old Jeff Bezos, all right? right? Because he's <laughs> he has to go to space, and that costs more money than giving us, you know, every single thing we want for the show. So, Right. Here's something, too. As a book reader, I try to find, uh, just like uh, we have Katie um, – in here just talking about the idea that um as a book reader like there's surprises matt and i are, are surprised you guys are surprised by some of these things that's keeping me coming back going what is next man if i just oh, I knew it. chapter by chapter this is happening next let's just see how they do it i kind of like that i'm surprised by it because it brings in that same game of Thrones things like i have no freaking clue what's happening next so yeah we know an intense complex um story can be told the first few seasons of game of thrones very little can be criticized yeah um yeah, hey, i will I, say though we're, gonna... game, we're game of, we're game of thrones guys i mean i there's a lot of things i can point out that are different uh than the than 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 the show i guess like for me even as somebody I mean, obviously we run a game of thrones podcast right as well um i don't know i think I gotta think. Of, I gotta think about it for a second here, really quick, just in, to to give it a comparison, because I think it's probably the fairest comparison is Game of Thrones and Wheel of Time, just because they're both sort of TV shows. I mean, first of all, I can say this in terms of like CGI and budget and stuff. Go watch episode one of Game of Thrones, and let's talk about Tyrion Lannister's, you know, surf blonde hair. Okay, uh, I mean, the pilot of that show, eh, you know, it's nice. yeah, and we're Game of Thrones guys. Trust me, I'll defend Game of Thrones until the day I die. Even we season love it. eight. Right, even season eight, which I know most people hate, but um, yeah, yeah ab ab absolutely. But but I would say that the scale is 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 different. Um, Game of Thrones doesn't use doesn't need to go like CGI heavy and stuff like that till much later. Um, there's they left out huge characters, even 
you know, between seasons one through four, I mean, Lady Stoneheart wasn't a thing. Young Griff wasn't a thing. Sure. Character, even smaller characters, <clears throat> excuse me, Donald Noy. They move a lot of Tyrion stuff around uh, to sort of fill in for guys at the wall. There's a lot. I mean, there, there's 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 definitely there's definitely a Matt, lot there too. Matt, Matt, I want you to look at my screen here real quick, everybody. So you could stack. So Game of Thrones books are about the same size. Yeah. Okay. Five, six. There's fourteen. There's fourteen right. of these. They know they can't get that. They they have an issue. They they know this is going to be difficult to to get through all this. So yeah, um, I would say though, I think the difference though, to be fair, is. The difference of a Game of Thrones to even the eye of the world is, for starters, the way they do the way they do chapters differently. Game of Thrones chapters are just straight one character's point of view, whereas Wheel of Time has you get a chapter and it can be multiple points of view. Um, so yeah. even the storytelling yeah. is different, and then a lot of characters in Game of Thrones for starters don't even have point of view chapters like rob stark sure by the way we just cracked 100 people watching all at once so thank you very much let's go so in game of thrones like rob stark doesn't even have point of view chapters and then like characters like sansa stark and Arya stark may not have their own chapter but they'll both be in it so you kind of so a lot of it actually gets condensed at least for television Sure. Um, whereas Wheel of Time, it's the total opposite. It's like you'll have a chapter where it's like Rand and Matt are talking. Okay, now we're gonna send Rand off this way, and we're gonna send Matt off this way, and it's like one chapter. So I do, I do. They're just they're different. I think in in that in in that yeah. in that regard. And I, I just want to say too, because to, to the folks who are, who are critical of the series, we're we're book fans too, and I get oh, you. Yeah, it definitely is a, a jarring a little bit, and I'm. I guess I've I've given up, right? I've just sort of said, let me just be, let me just let the showrunner and the storytellers take me into a new, this yeah. this new path, and it's it's hard. It's hard yeah, for people yeah. to let go. So yeah, the other thing I can say, the other thing I'll say really quick, and and first of all, yes, the Wheel of Time is a is a much we, it is a it feels much, it feels like a much different departure from sure sure yeah yeah from the there's there's, a, there's two differences though one. Game of Thrones, even if even if Winds of Winter and A Wish for Spring were out, you're talking about seven books mm -hmm. as opposed to 15 books, mm -hmm. right? And even at that time, the ending source material we still don't even have, right? Still doesn't exist. So you're actually you have a lot less to sort of you have a lot less to sort of work with. Um but yeah, I totally get the, I, I do totally yeah. get, even though it, it doesn't bother me as much. I do totally understand the, the people who are sure who bother, who, who do yes. feel like this is a big departure because it is, it, 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 it's, it's it not be, and it, and it, fee, I mean, like Nynaeve just used the one power uh, on low gain. What? Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, right. that's, that's, that's way different. So yeah, it is definitely a, it is, it is definitely a, a departure. And so I get it. I do, I do get why. I do get people. I, I I guess I would say though is that let's at least I feel like give it a season. I mean, really for me, it's like I think a lot of shows I'm willing to give two seasons. And it's like if it doesn't get better in season two, because sure. there's a lot of shows I've talked about this before where you go back and watch season one. It's a little a lot of even great shows. Season one are rough around the edges, and I use this as my prime example. The Office is considered to be one of the best shows ever. Go watch season one, and it is like, wow, things are totally different. And it's only like six episodes. Then you get to season two, and like that's when the show really begins to feel like the show that it is. 
Yeah. So, you know, I always I always give a show two seasons. Not every show is going to even a lot of shows don't even have great seasons ones. Right. It's right. it takes them like two to three seasons to even get in their groove. And we're just we're only four episodes in. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm pumped that season three has been greenlit and they're doing season. You know what I mean? Because we want more. We want more of this. There could be a course correction. There could be better CGI later. All that good stuff can happen, and I think it will happen. So, um, yeah. Uh, guess what I miss most from the books is the Tolkien innocence that the first book, uh, you know, the first mm -hmm. book, and then watching the world develop into darker, deeper tones. That's true. So it it does do that quicker. It gets there quicker. If you the in, in the whole series, you have some pretty you know Trollocs chopping heads off and boiling people in pots but that doesn't happen it's hinted at darker things and you're the the reader can grow out of the eye of the world yeah. into the series so yeah yeah i actually feel like the show is darker yeah darker than i thought it would be me, yeah me too I mean, episode one episode one when layla's like coughing up blood i was like okay then <laughs> like we're uh, yeah because we didn't know remember we didn't know we we thought this was going to be we didn't we didn't know where to go um, I wish Lan was larger and armored like he was on the cover of the book. That was one we were saying too. We were kind of like, man, I don't know if like Lan's supposed to be like Arnold, like Arnold and Conan. But I Lan to me, I like I, the way he looks and everything is is actually the. But to be honest, it's my he's my, I think he's my favorite transition. I think he looks the the coolest. Yeah, and, the, and here's the thing too: as this goes on over eight episodes, certain characters and their uh, how it's being done will will suck you in. So like Marcus saying. Right gets sucked in when tom first makes his appearance but then in the last episode um you know it was, it was the parent tinker storyline that he didn't yeah. really like which yeah and know. actors actors will change over time i mean i'm sure daniel henny is like is that his, that is his name right daniel yeah. henny is daniel henny yeah. yeah yeah i'm sure he's i'm sure he's hitting the weights and he and taking some protein powder all right so i mean dude he's i've seen him on instagram he is he first yeah, of all I mean, but but again to be fair on the cover he does look like he's supposed to be like a bodybuilder huge i mean like stacked right stacked, huge but some of that's armor and stuff like that yeah that gluteus maximus is but i think he looks great. maximus that can ride again on the winds of time so i'll go ahead and say it all right it's good gluteus right. maximus anyway um yeah gosh what else we got man we got tons I, I, we were so pumped to see everybody in here like this is so cool i'm, I'm really glad everyone is is in here and uh this is crazy over 100 over 100 people which is insane this is wild to be to be to be hey matt did you see be. did you see the news so like i guess it was the number one watched premiere right so yes the wheel of which that was cool kudos to them that's that's a good thing to have for this year and it's it's awesome so it's no it's great it's oh abs it's absolutely something absolutely fun great. something fun to shift gears here what about that like so that emmons field innocence in uh naive when she's sitting around the campfire and the warders you had a couple of them like one laying between the other guy's legs like right. he's leaning back like i mean real intimate real close and they're hinting at it with um moraine and lan someone mentioned something about holding the pinky someone was like i don't know what that was about nah. did you see that what nah, i don't, I don't know, know that i don't know what that's about uh i don't know i didn't catch any of that so if there's other things we're not catching leave it leave us a comment but i thought it was kind of cool to see the intimacy between all the warders and then they're proud. The fact that they're proud about uh, being a warder to these Aes Sedai just was so cool to me, man. I thought that was that's the way to go. Like they are servants. Oh, and then we have to talk about because we haven't talked about this yet. The fat the Aes Sedai factions, the plotting between beginning to go, yeah, yeah. Like the Reds, like uh, Leandrin dissing Moraine, the Greens coming to Moraine and saying. What are you up to? What do you think? Is this the dragon? Leandrin uh, trying to say, I'm going to gentle this guy. 
and I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Did she drop the shield? The big question early on was, did she drop that shield a little bit so he Purposely. could break out? Yeah. What do you think? Maybe. Maybe. It wouldn't surprise me at all. So I can tell you right now, I do think once we get to the tower and we and the Ajas get explained, yeah, um, I do think we will in season one be told about the idea, the possibility of Black Aja. Yeah, yeah, I think you have to just to sort of just because again, this was an interesting. It was an interesting experience watching it with people who know nothing about it being asking questions like, "Well, wait, what's this? What's this? What's going on here? What's going on here?" Yeah. Right. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Katie bringing up poly homosexual relationships are are so beautifully normalized. Uh, yeah, there doesn't feel to be any awkwardness. I mean, other than like really it's the Emmons fielders who kind of, you right. know, even Rand takes that thing with Matt in stride, right? He takes that and takes that in stride. It makes it's kind of, it's awesome. I I think it's. Yeah, it's always the hero's journey. Emmons Emin five leaves, loses innocence, Game of Thrones, Starks left Winterfell, Tolkien hobbits leave expanse um yeah it's all about the journey man yeah that's what it, that's what we're here for it's all about yeah. the journey yeah no we are and we're on one man this is the crazy thing like like we've seen stuff that i didn't think we would see like we've got we've matt let me just can i just for a second yeah hold on it's, go ahead oh, what? but th there is there is something we haven't talked about that we that we that we need to talk about and somebody else brought it what? up in chat and and uh mark here brought it up as well and i i sorry i no, i saw ahead. this earlier i, no, I need yeah, to pick yeah. it up Mark Brunetti here. Great question. I don't know. I don't know if you asked this earlier, Mark, but somebody else did as well. Hey, throw this question out there for the fan, fans because it, it is said is remember when when Lan is talking to Moraine about Logan and about how and she's like asking him, wondering about him. Is yeah. he more powerful than a Gwen? He says he asked that. A Gwen more powerful than Logan. Who said that? In this in this episode, Lan Lan asks Moraine uh, when, he, when they're talking about Logan, is he more powerful than Egwene? And she said, "Yes." Um, or, I have to go back. I have to go back and look. Or I it's just say, posed. Yeah. It's just it's just, it's just, a question it's just sort of posed. posed. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know that. I I don't know that she really. She might have even answered. I don't know. Um, okay. 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 Gotcha. But it's just the the fact that yeah, the question a, is posed. Well, and this is what we're going to get into. We will get this into, early on too. Yeah, we'll get into kind of the the power, like like the leveling. Um, yeah, the different power levels for sure, because we know that like uh, Nynaeve, Egwene, um, even Elaine, Avienda, all this stuff later on, they're very very powerful. And you, if you listen to the book, they're often taught. You can get sort of a sense of who is more powerful than the other. Uh, person and that's kind of a fun thing to to get into it's sort of feel like your dungeons and dragons uh you know power levels which is cool we we talk about it with yeah. jedi all the time is you know who's more powerful yoda or mace windu right Whatever. yeah yeah exactly it's fun those are fun conversations to have and that's i'm excited to see them kind of do that a little bit uh in terms of of this of this group and you know what since we're since that was brought up we're talking about Logan. i wanted to mention I am just blown away that they went with the whole, did he not seem kind of Christ-like? Like, as in like, he was not Christ-like. I shouldn't say it that way, I guess. But just his voice, his um, the tone of his voice was soft. And it was sort of uh, welcoming and sort of like, they should be with me. I just, that is moving forward with the dragon and male channelers. It gives us sympathy for them. Tom gave us sympathy for them. Um, now we have characters who could be male channelers and we don't want to see 
Leandrin do this? We also don't even know what a trial would look like. They kind of avoided that, which I think is probably a good thing. Uh, I think it's it's not much of a trial. It's can you channel? Okay, uh, you're done. So, yeah, yeah, I uh, I loved it actually. Um, I you know it does end any talk. Remember, we were having a lot of talk about like, wow, it seems like they're really going to make Logan a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. And we were talking about the possibility, like, man, who knows what way they're going to go with him? Like, we were talking, he might not get gentled. Well, okay, they did, they did do that, mm, so. right? <laughs> they, yeah, they did, they did. Yeah, so, it, and it, now his arc, I mean, he's going to go back to the tower, which is what happens. He goes back to the tower. He is there before the split, um, so he'll he'll be around most likely. We're, we're guessing, but yeah, in his life, I mean, we now know that. People are, are with with Owen's story and Tom's Tom telling us about that. We know there's a high likelihood he could kill himself or his his life just withers away a little bit. He loses the will to live or something. So that's something to keep an eye on as we watch him. Yeah, he's, he's guarded and walked around the White Tower and, you know, for that very thing. But, yeah. So who do you do? Who, who all do you think we're going to? So next episode, let's let's dive into next episode a little yeah. bit. Okay. Um, so next episode, we think, by the way, we're going to be seeing the episode is called Blood Calls Blood. Perrin and Egwene run into a familiar face. Matt and Rand see strange ones. Moraine and Lan mourn their loss. So we've already think we already think we know a little bit what's going to happen with Moraine and Lan. We already think we're no we we know we're gonna maybe possibly this is where we're running to the white cloaks again. Yeah. Matt and Rand see strange faces. What do we think is happening there? So it's not just like, oh hey, but they go to a new location or something. Uh, <clears throat> they see yeah. strange ones, strange faces. Str- strange ones. So are we going to are we gonna run into somebody we don't know? What are we gonna do? Oh my god. Guys, what if they do something with like the realm? I, I, there's no way. What if they take? I don't know. What's it mean by strange? What does it say exactly? That's exactly. It says. It says. It says. Perrin and Egwene run into a familiar face. Rand, Matt, and Rand see strange ones. That's all it says. Strange ones. That makes me think yes. that they're they're pretty pretty damn strange. Oh dear, like, loyal. Do we mean loyal next episode? Okay, now that now, would be you know maybe that would be cool. I get, Maybe Almost by the way, actually, sorry, thanks guys for real. I'm hold on, hear me out. Oh, hold on. I think we're meeting men next episode. Okay, so I'm actually thinking here, and there is supposed to be a big IEL flashback at some point. Remember, that's got to be it. Maybe it's possible they do get to Tarvalin next episode, mm-hmm. and maybe we maybe this is when we meet men, and maybe this is when we meet loyal. Okay. Yeah. Because remember, remember they don't go to um, Camelin, right? At least we don't right. think they do. They actually still could because the way they think, look at the way they did Gildon, right? Sure. Or Gildon, as they're calling, where they're just like, "Hey, this is Gildon." It's probably the same place they filmed Tarvalin. Sure. But they just like, but because they sort of use computer graphics and all this stuff, you and then it's literally just like one little walkway. Right. You could do that again and just say we're in Camelin. If you wanted to keep it accurate, I don't know that you need to because I think it's still just fine to just simply meet them in Tarvalin. Like it's not to me, right. it's not that big of a deal because we're not going to see Logan, right there. Yeah. So yeah, maybe next episode is where we meet Min and we meet Loyal. Yeah, and they they could be yeah strange ones. I mean, he's strange. She's 
little strange right. you can see things well people. i think it's just i think it's just we're getting yeah. introduced to new characters strangers yeah, yeah just strangers right. along the way sure i think i think that would be that'd be great we have to bring loyal in at some point have to been waiting for him so yeah i'm with you on that so right. I, that's probably the episode is called blood ball. calls blood any significance there has yeah uh blood calls to blood um gosh i so i think that's something that's like Later on in the series, let me see though. Uh, I don't know if there's blood calls to blood, so it'd be thinking like relationships. You're thinking like, um, what do you guys think? Leave us a comment about that one. Blood calls to blood. <clears throat> oh, no, let me see here. Um, yeah, they first meet. Yes, yeah, you're correct. Yeah, they first meet. Wow, the, the, there's so much. The chat's like, there's so much in the chat. Um, they first meet. Min and Barillon, and they skipped that. Yes, but we do know that Min has been cast, and there's leaked photos showing um, Rand talking to Min. See, okay, that this is what I thought. So, when Podon Fane is captured, and he writes on the wall, I know is that yes. is that what that is? So, to me, it's like I don't know that they go that far. That's next episode. Let me check. Let me check. It'd be here. episode five. I mean, so I mean, so here, hold on again. Like, so do we get a fall episode- to Ara? No, or did, no, no, or did, no, 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 no. They no, just no. write that somewhere in Tarvalin. Like, that's just. Yeah, could be. Let me see. We have, yeah, we, we there's the ways we have to get back to an episode. Um, Wolf Brother, Blood Calls Blood, which could be parents thing. Maybe we get a little more on the wolves. Oh, well. But yeah, I think, I think, I think we're going to Tarvalin for potentially two episodes. Um, which will be the next one. And then, well, I think Rand and Matt will get there first. And then we will run into, and uh, by the way, the, the next two episodes were directed by the, uh, so by the same. So every episode, like it'd be like the episodes one and two are directed by the same person. Three and four are directed by the same person. And it, so it continues down that path. So the next episode, the next two episodes, excuse me, are directed by the same person. Mm-hmm. So just sort of keep that in mind that that like, it's almost like these two episodes go together and then the next two episodes go together. They feel different. Well, let me tell you, um, whoever this is, Wayne, Wayne Yip. Yeah, he, he did. He did three and four. He knocked it out. Hey, he's also he, he, he knocked it. He knocked it out of the park, man, because th- these episodes have been great. He's he directed some of the uh, season one Lord of the Rings episodes. He like yeah, he, he's season. done. Uh, oh, he did. He's done a few episodes of Doctor Who as well. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, I think yeah, everyone's right. So like that whole blood calls to blood situation is Varen kind of telling the Omerlin seat that what was written on that wall was um yeah. So yeah, Carrie M asked a question here. So Tarval instead of Camelin, yeah, it's pretty much Rafe has pretty much confirmed we're not going to Camelin um this season just because he talks about well you can really only film in so many locations and all of this stuff and so we can't necessarily hit every city i think it's possible we could still go to camelin but they would do it in the same way where they probably if like today's episode we technically went to Gaeldon, right sure um yeah. but it's literally like what it's like it's like Logan's talking to that guy who ends up serving him Right. Mm-hmm. And then you're basically yeah. showing a little bit of a city. It's obvious there's computer graphics over it and all this stuff. But technically we're in Gaeldon, or as I still call it, because it's how it's pronounced in the books, Gaeldon. Um So you could still do that if you wanted it, but they probably film it all in whatever city it is that they film Tarvalin in. Um, 
So yeah. wherever they're on set filming, you could still do that. And it could be like a room or whatever, or a street. And you just say we're in Camelin if you want to go that route. I don't know that we're gonna, but I do think it's just all going to be Tarvalin. I think it'll be fine to meet Min and Loyal there. I don't think it changes. It doesn't. It doesn't really change anything for them to meet them there. Yeah, I totally think um, <clears throat> this whole the, the title is a somebody said it's it's a misdirect. They think it's it's gonna it's trying to throw us off a little bit, and it could just be something about you know the the old blood or family connections or relationships, something something because right. yeah, unless they're moving Pot on Bane arc into something sooner i don't know and but hey while i have while i have this many people does anyone have a thought or a theory on the aiel gem the the stone that matt took he still has that i think right he still he took that off of um what the aiel and matt they show it three or four times they show it from the yes. back from the side up front he picks it up looks at it like it's the freaking one ring and puts it in his pocket it's not just a it's not just something it's not just coin it's important i don't know what it is but it's something sorry yeah when do you think we're seeing put on fane again well i think like you said um i why well, when you originally said he could be a peddler coming across like some white cloaks or even some right. tinkers i thought oh, dang probably tarvalin though i mean it could be tarvalin it could be faldara he could just be somebody who shows up in that episode alone to steal right. something or to make trouble I mean, okay, well, right. So, okay, so then the next two episodes, by the way, so we have episode descriptions for six. So we have episode description for five, six, and seven. So, five again, which is next week, Perrin and Egwene run into a familiar face, Matt and Rand to see strange ones, which I think, I think I'm on board with saying we're going to see Min and Loyal. Um, then uh, it says Moraine and Land mourn their loss. Now we've already seen some of that in the trailer, right? With them, uh, you know, Stepan, he's crying over, you know, the loss of his eyes said I, and I think that's where we're going to go. Now episode, episode six is titled The Flame of Tarvalin. Moraine faces the consequences of her actions. Matt faces the darkness in himself. Egwene faces the most powerful woman in the world. Now, th I think episode six, we're all back together in Tarvalin. <clears throat> I think Matt's healing of the dagger is going to go way quicker. Sure. Yeah, it's just going to be over and done. Se separate him, keep the dagger in, in the tower. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, then again, it's like, do you, how do you, do you, see, because that that's one of the things where it's like, you're, I think I think maybe you really have to push that next episode with like the Rand and Matt storyline. Mm -hmm. You're because otherwise it's it is pretty quick. I mean, it's not necessarily super long in the books, right? Yeah, that it that it happens. I mean, by book three, we're we're pretty much done with it. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, Matt's getting sicker way faster than in the books. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, technically thinking about where we're at right now, we're we're kind of halfway through the eye of the world already. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do. I don't know how they're going to do that. How they're going to do Matt's sickness, but maybe Matt, maybe Matt, maybe Matt faces it. Remember they can't just heal him right away. So that could be, that could be something they, they explore too. Then it says um, for episode six, that Egwene faces the most powerful woman in the world. I think she's going to be having a conversation with Swan. Because we know yeah. we're going to meet Suan at some point. Yeah, We've yeah, seen it in the trailers for sure. She gets a sense of what this is like coming into the White Tower, uh, being a novice, 
going through some training, getting tested, all that good stuff. I think for sure uh, we'll start to understand that. And I think so, Tavirin will be brought up again too at some point. You got to bring up the Tavirin I, factor. I do too. And then so episode seven is called The Dark Along the Ways, which seems perfect. That's like the whole Waygate has been the sort of, you know, all the cover art, all the promotional material. Moraine and her charges are diverted from their path by an unexpected account uh, encounter. So we're going to see the, what is it called? Machin. Well, the Black Wind. The Black Wind. What's it called? What are they, uh, the, ma, it, whatever. Uh, ma, um, ma, 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 Shin Shin. Ma, ma Shin Shin. Ma Shin Shin. Yeah. Yeah. I can't um, say. I know. I can barely uh, can't talk say anything anymore. right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, the diversion reveals many things. Moraine's true goal lands past the fractures that have grown in the group and the identity of the dragon reborn the Mashin shin yes which um puts us right at about the end of the eye of the world so mm-hmm. maybe we're really only getting through book one in season one yeah well ryan brings up a really good point um and shout out to our, our one of our bannermen over from uh bend the knee baby uh, do we get a lot more info on the dark one and the forsaken in the next episode? Uh, if they're going to play a big role in the, in the season finale, we have to move forward quickly now. Right. I mean, that's kind of uh, that's a great question yeah. because we've not really, we've heard about the dark one. Are we going to hear about the forsaken? Are we going to face them? Like, or is it going to be, you just face the dark one and it's balls them on. And that's not really the dark one. You know, I mean, are they going to do that or are his servants going to show up? I think, Cause they scared the crap out of me with Dana. When Dana showed up, I was like, "Holy smokes, that's freaking Landfear or somebody. We're freaking dead. We're goners," you know. But um, yeah, so great question, Ryan. I like that. Right, because the interesting thing is, man, I think we thought we were going to be further into the Great Hunt. Sure. I don't. It's it's. But that's okay. The pacing There's... is the pacing is like so 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 far. I guess what I what I feel like is plot wise we're kind of on pace right character development at least in terms of character development and also like power development is way further ahead mm-hmm. uh yeah <clears throat> yeah they, they are they are moving it um pretty so maybe we, so maybe we spend less time than we do in because at some point you have to start cutting stuff out. So well, Mark brings up a good point. I, I, you and I have talked about this a lot. We think the Great Hunt can be trimmed down quite a, quite bit. a bit. I think you can. I think you can in season two. Season two, I feel like you could legitimately combine, and we've said this before. I think you could combine both the Great Hunt and the Dragon Reborn, which are shorter books. The Dragon Reborn, I believe, is the shortest book in in this season i don't know that we are getting the sean shannon episode in season one hold on yes katie great question i don't think pro- probably season two okay guys this is why we do the comments i freaking love you guys dark ones taint here tin foil hat time i think they'll slightly tweak the eye to to have it somehow trigger the release of the fork forsaken that could be cool that would be kind of cool like if you're if you're gonna make a change like have them go there to try to stop the dark one from something and it actually you know, um, who's our villain? Who's our main villain in season one going to end up being? Well, yeah, again, Logan's done. He's in, he's out, he's done. We've seen 
in the dreams. So now they have to We've come to Tarvalin. We've seen Balzaman in the dreams a, a few times. Yeah, they have to talk about this more now. They have to get everyone back and say, you saw this, you heard this. Moraine needs to say that line that like the, the wheel is weaving a web of destiny. She sees these things forming and they need to take action. The tower yeah. needs to take action. This is this is a great this is a great thing, and a lot of people in the chat are agreeing with us. Um, it reminds me of as I know you've watched this show, um, Supernatural, right? Yeah. yeah. Remember in season two of Supernatural, which I don't, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it or not. I I sort of liked it. It kind of it goes way too long. It's like fifteen seasons. Really should have stopped after like season five. But the first five seasons of that show are like freaking fantastic. Now in season two of Supernatural, as remember, there's like a demon. It's like the demon hunters and all this stuff. The Winchester boys. Mm -hmm. Um. They're trying to like, they have to go basically open like the gates of hell because they're trying to kick back, right? Like this demon, like the yellow eyed demon or whatever. And remember, they end up, they end up sort of taking him out. But mm -hmm. in doing so, they like open it up and like they release sure. all these people. That could, that could be a way you could do it. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, that, that I think that'd be kind of cool. That's a, kind of a cool way. Something triggers something else, and boom. Yeah, they out. are. Yeah, wheel of time for life. Uh, you know, uh, saying they are filming season two now. Could ha uh, could he have been talking uh, about that? Yeah, we they are filming season two right now, and we know Elaine is cast, and they haven't announced specific roles for a few actors, but one of them pretty much looks like the exact book representation of Varen Sedai. Sure. And then the other one, the other one is, I don't know her name, but she's a pretty gorgeous actress. Yeah. She's got long black hair. Yeah. She fits. She fits for me that per, she looks like she's probably in like either her early thirties or I think she's really looks like she's more in her sort of like late twenties, which I think is the perfect casting for Celine slash Lanfear. You need someone you really, I think you need that sort of early, that sort of late twenties, early thirties um, who can be young enough to play Celine yet the right age to play Lanfear. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree with you. That's that's going to be huge. I think that you're probably I think we're spot on with that uh casting. A lot of people were saying that's that's probably what we're looking at. By the way, shout out to the Dusty Wheel, who is the official after show, I think on Tuesdays. So I wanted to mention that he brings on a lot of actors and stuff and honestly, Matt Hatch is the man, character in the story. I've followed his show for a long time and I love the Dusty Wheel. So give him all the love that you Absolutely. can. Absolutely. So. Where's he at? Did he comment here? No, 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 no. Oh, I was like, wow. <laughs> Although we did have Lauren on last time, we had a couple other Wheel of Time content creators. I'm checking my Twitter in case anybody, you know, sends us a message or something. Um, you know, just that kind of thing because we're going to be doing these every every week. So a lot of fun. Yeah, give me. Okay, hold on. Let me do this real quick before I uh, jack it all up. Oh no, the wheel is guys. Okay, while Matt's pulling this up real quick, Moraine, I don't know if you guys caught this part about the, the wheel turning and lives coming and going. There was something Moraine said that I felt strange, actually, in this oh God, episode. Hold on. I'll it's, try to... it's freaking out. Oh, Lord. Oh, oh, God. No. oh my God. What? Oh, my. There we go. Sorry. I was freaking <laughs> like, out. Oh, I, just, I, just, I just gave somebody a seizure. Somebody's um, like, God. Oh, oh, man. Hold on. There we go. Sorry. StreamYard freaking out. Okay. So this is the actress. Her name is uh, Sierra Coveney, right? Okay. Um, And she hasn't. So there's been a few, right? So, yeah. So here's the here's the act. Okay. So here. So this actress right here. Um, 
Oh no, sorry, sorry, sorry. This is this is Sierra Coveney. She is she is officially cast as um, oh, yes, oh, sorry oh. about the flicker, guys. There, so there's a bit the of flicker. flicker. <laughs> I'm sure I just gave uh. like five, five. Um, yeah. So anyway, so this is our Elaine. She has officially been cast as, as Elaine. Um, and here we have, I believe, uh, Mira Saul is her name. Yeah, uh, and she has not been given a a name as of yet. Um. But I think to me, to me, this is totally Varen Sedai. And that's what everyone I remember when it first happened. Everyone's like, this has got to be Varen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I heard that as well. Yeah. Um, one of those was. Um, and then right here is the one that everyone, Natasha it's O'Keefe. Debate, right. It's a debate on who this to is. Me, I, to me, to, to me, it's totally Landfair. Totally Landfair. Landfair. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> has that been confirmed anywhere, guys? Slash in, in... I don't believe it has. Somebody said Elida. They thought it might be, um, could be, yeah, Elida. It'd be kind of cool. Oh, so that's sure. her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. To me, that looks that. To me, that looks like that looks like Landfair, man. Okay, here we go. Um, Fane steals the dagger in Tarvalin. He runs up to the eye. They still need to get Matt completely healed. Uh, they follow him, use the ways, get to fall down, attacked by Trollocs. They need to get to the eye. There has to be a need. There's got to be something that draws them to the eye of the world for the dragon's banner. The horn of Valir, baby. Let's go. Let's freaking let's blow that bad boy. Let's get those I mean, heroes that's, out that's here. totally the ending. See, and again, we've talked about this. Season two, I do think I think I think you can blend them. I think you can yeah. blend the dragon reborn and you just ha- you just mix Faldara and Tyr. Sure. Rand is Rand's fighting inside right with calendar and then on the outside <laughs> yeah. there's a big battle going on and you blow the horn of Valir. yeah god that'd be awesome i know but we say it's awesome people are like oh it's not up i mean again we're trying to make it fit in these uh well yeah episodes. let me pull there's um yeah hold on there's another uh yeah. i'll pull this up too there's a graph actually that's like really awesome and it sort of shows um i'm gonna screen share again here hopefully it does not flicker god okay th- thank god <laughs> literally Jesus. Like, yeah okay so this is um it's a word count of each of the books so the eye of the world is sort of right here right i guess you can use it as our baseline so if we use this as a baseline as right mm-hmm. so let's just say that the eye mm-hmm. of the world is one season okay well the next two books i guess are not the shortest but I, to me, if if you can if you can sort of blend these into being one book, which would sure. be the Great Hunt and the Dragon Reborn, which I think you could, yeah, then you can do that as a season. Now the tricky part is when you get to the next block, because those are the three biggest books, which is Massive. the Shadow Rising, yeah. the Shadow Rising, yeah. the Fires of Heaven, and Lords of Chaos, which I'm not even into yet. Um, but having read them. Once you get past the Great Hunt and the Dragon Reborn, you start to get into the territory in which characters start not showing up or showing up for like frequent bits of time. And so then you begin to sort of like, for example, we just read um, for our podcast, The Fires of Heaven. Perrin isn't even in the book at all. So what are you going to do with Perrin Mm -hmm. roughly season three to Mm -hmm. season four? 
Well, you start pulling stuff from this book and this book mm -hmm. and this book and this book and this book. And so I think eventually we'll, you know, we'll, we'll sort of, we'll sort of be able to do it. Um, so yeah, Matt, I mean, you bring up an interesting point, <laughs> like there's whole books where characters are not in it. Right. Right. I mean, so these, you, I mean, this, this block, season by season, exactly this block down here, right. Which is path of daggers. Um, uh, what is that? Winter's heart. And then crossroads of twilight. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are pretty short books. All three of these are pretty short. Now, I haven't right. read them, so I don't know what I don't know because we're not there yet in the podcast yet. Um, I don't know what you can pull of that and what you can't. Mm -hmm. But to me, I mean, just knowing from I, I spend a lot of time on the Reddit and everyone's over there is really sort of good at not spoiling stuff. A uh, memory of light to me seems like it has to be its own season and there's just no way around it. So, so yeah yeah what the last so time? from everything so from everything i've seen in the in the sort of in the subreddit which is really good at not spoiling stuff mm -hmm. the wheel of time subreddits is that a memory of light simply has to be its own oh yeah its own its own its own season and there's just no <laughs> ifs ands or buts about it yeah it's its own thing 100 yeah yeah for sure um yeah a lot of that stuff that can be condensed some people call it the slog uh where there's just a lot of you know narrating different um scenes and expanding on people's thoughts and a lot of stuff that they can that they can cut out and they will they, they will do yeah that. so that's that's ultimately what we, what we have to get to and where we have to where we have to go yeah so um okay well i think as what i'm gonna do is uh yeah. i think it's probably okay at this time just we're not gonna we're not gonna leave the live stream but as mm -hmm. and i are recording our audio this just for our for podcast. our general podcast so we're gonna do an outro here we're still gonna hang out on youtube um, but we're just going to sort of get our podcast outro. It just makes it easier for recording hey, since we're doing this live. So, and, and while we have everyone here, by the way, we do have episodes on Apple uh, Podcasts, right? We've got some Apple Premiere stuff over there for folks. We've got stuff on Patreon, live hangouts we're bringing on the show, all that good stuff. Please like, please subscribe. All those good things um, are, are really important and they're helpful. They help our podcast quite a bit. So, Absolutely. So all in all, love the episode. For those of you guys hanging out here on YouTube, we're not going anywhere. We're just going to do a quick outro for our podcast. So with that, we'd like to thank you guys for listening, hanging out with us here on Heroes of the Horn. We super appreciate it, guys, because this whole season, this whole show has been absolutely fan-freaking-tastic. So we will see you guys next week for episode five, which is Blood Calls Blood. And remember that the grave is no bar to our call. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.